One game in the books, potentially five more to go. Hey, everybody, I'm Luke Robinson. That's Jimmy Stein. We're doing a rapid reaction show. We're not even giving you the normal beginning because we just want to tell you rapidly about how we feel after this game. Uh, Jimmy, that game was a ton of fun. Alabama wins by 21. Uh, that's important to some people that uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi threw in that late shot for three, but not important to me because I didn't uh, wager on that through FanDuel or anything. But eight players hit three-pointers. Here's the thing. I wanted to ask you this question. What's more surprising? Is it that eight players for Alabama hit three-pointers, none of them named Brandon Miller, or that Nick Pringle had 19 points and 15 big rebounds, or that Jim Nance used the Lay's catchphrase on Nick Pringle trying to make a joke about Pringles when he said nobody – he said Nick Pringle, nobody can – like just one of his dunks or something. I can't remember what he said. What It was better than that. But he still butchered it because that's the Lay's motto. Nobody can have just one. Yeah, Nance, uh, Nance butchering anything is the big, biggest surprise for me because he's such a pro. And it was to me, it was really cool having a game that was uh, that Jim Nance was working because everybody knows him as the voice of the Masters and the voice of every huge event CBS has, regardless of sport. Really cool to hear Nance do the game. But, uh, yeah, him butchering anything was the biggest surprise to me. Second was Pringle's uh, stat line. Uh, he played a ton of minutes because Noah Clowney was in foul trouble and Pringle plays when Clowney's out uh, or, or he's one of the guys that plays when Clowney's out. I'm not personally shocked that he put up that enormous stat line because me and you have talked about it all year about what Pringle's stat line might look like if he played, you know, all, you know, 30 minutes in a game instead of his normal eight, nine, ten minutes. Uh, he was fantastic. Corpus Christi couldn't match up with him. That should not be a surprise. But uh, I tell you, Luke, I think next season when Pringle is a guy that's out there 25, 30 minutes, I think even SEC teams will struggle to keep up with, with Pringle because uh, he's such an energizer bunny. I mean, usually players with his level of energy are the the smaller guys that, that go out like Quinterly, but Pringle plays hard. He plays fast. He's super physical. He jumps out of the gym. And, and I think we're finding, Luke, that he's got more basketball skill than we knew in terms of, uh, of an offensive game. And uh, certainly we know what he can do on the defensive end. Heck, 19 points and 15 boards doesn't even describe how good he was guarding guys from Corpus Christi today. That, he was also pretty, pretty good at that. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be interesting next year um, if he can maintain that energy – playing many more minutes throughout the season. It's one thing to maintain that energy this year when you, you know, you're getting somewhere between six and 10 minutes a game. And, and that is your role. Like that's what you do is you come in and provide energy. And if you get four quick fouls, who cares? I mean, next year he's going to stay out of foul trouble. I thought he drew a charge late in that game and the official called it a block. I thought, I mean, look, I'm a block overcharge guy. Most of the time I thought he drew a charge that time, but whatever. Um, Eight players hitting threes. Mark Sears hitting three in a row. That was fantastic. I was in my car at the time uh, coming back up to Birmingham, and I got to listen to Chris Stewart's call that, and that was fantastic. Um, Namari Burnett looking a lot better. Rylan Griffin hit a three, and then he still – Rylan Griffin still had some, uh, you know, some shots that, that I think he's got he's to hit them, and I think he's going to. Dom Welsh hit a three, and I'm going to tell you this. Jimmy, as God is my witness, Don Welsh is still going to win a game for us. we got potentially <laughs> five games left. I still say he's going to win a game for us doing something. I don't know what it is, but I've been on the Don Welsh train. I'm not getting off of it now at this point. Um, 
I just did another sort of instant reaction show with the, with the national locked on people. And um, they said, well, what, what do you think about this game? What it, I said, look, I'm just surviving in advance. And uh, you could be like Virginia when they were the one seed or Virginia today when they got upset by Furman. You, you don't take any wins for granted. You just move forward. There were times where Alabama looked dominant in this game. There were times where it was a little lackluster, especially on the defensive end. I thought Nate Oates got after the team a lot about their um, poor defense from time to time. And every time that happened, the defense went up a tick and then so subsequently did the offense. Yeah, you know, I think it's hard to maintain intensity when you're up 20 and you're playing against a team that you felt going in that you were likely to win. I mean, Alabama's a big favorite today. That's why even that three-pointer at the end mattered to the people who gamble on the games. Alabama was a 20-point favorite, and then you're up 20. It's kind of tough to maintain intensity at that point, and then Brandon's not playing particularly well. Uh, Jaden Bradley didn't score. So it's understandable that that it wasn't all firing on all cylinders, but overall just an outstanding performance and a big win over a team that's better than what than they sound. They're the the co- they're conference champions, uh, and then they won a first four game. Uh, that that's not a terrible basketball team. Are they good compared to who we're going to see from this point on? No, but are they a good college basketball team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By any measure, they're they're a good team. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody about FanDuel right now, and then I want to come back and get your reaction on a couple of other things. Um, first of all, Maryland, and secondly, Tony Mitchell. But let's do talk about FanDuel really, really quickly. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. You can bet on other exclusive things like two-pointers versus three-pointers scored in the first three minutes or something like that, or something, anything. Uh, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for an even bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Also need to tell everybody about Built Bar. I love a Built Bar. Jimmy loves a Built Bar. You all love Built Bars. Even if you don't know you love Built Bars yet, you'd love them if you had them. Will. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your faves. You know I'll be voting for that churro bar because I love it. And if you want, you know, the coconut almond one to win, or if you want – Alabama to win. How about that? Then you'll be voting for that bar too. Uh, support support your team, support your bar or your puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built and have built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to yo dope. You got to try built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't even think they're good for you. Go to built.com. Go actually go to something different. Go to builtmarchmadness.com. Builtmarchmadness.com this time. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Whew, had to go through that, Jimmy. Um good. Okay. What did you what are your thoughts on Maryland very quickly? Uh, I, I thought West Virginia would win today. I was a little, a little, you know, slightly surprised. You know, it's an eight-nine game. Uh, Maryland's very good. They're well coached. Maryland's a traditional power. Uh, I watch a little bit of the game. Tough. I think there's some toughness there that Alabama's going to have to to deal with. Certainly, a more gifted team than uh, Corpus Christi. Uh, funny that Alabama has a history. I think of playing Maryland not just in the NCA but in the NIT. I think we've we've hooked up with them before, even recently. Uh, in the NCA, uh, it's certainly a game that Alabama will be favored to win. Uh, and it's big. We have to remember that the Sweet 16, you, you win this game, you get to play in the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 has sort of been a ceiling for Alabama in its history as a program. Uh, you, you win this game and you're in the Sweet Sweet 16. That's a big, big deal. I, I think I think what I'm trying to say is the enormity of the game for Alabama cannot be oversold. This is a massive game for Alabama, regardless of the fact that Alabama will be a solid favorite and that to this point in the season, Alabama has been the better team than Maryland. Uh, But they're tough. They're good. They're well coached. They have good players. You know, we (laughs) we shouldn't be surprised if it's tight. We should not be surprised if it's tight. But the enormity of the game for Alabama historically is, is the story for me more so than the matchup. All right, I got to bring this up. Don't want to. I'm tired of these kind of stories. And look, Jimmy, I, I know that there'll be 100,000 people that'll give me all the reasons why the what Tony Mitchell just did, which Tony, if y'all don't know, Tony Mitchell, a freshman uh, safety slash linebacker slash something uh, from Thompson High School in Alabaster. If you remember, he's the one that very famously – uh, left an Auburn beat reporter at, at Bojangles, dangling, dangling at Bojangles. And, well, he's arrested in Florida with some weed and some scales and some a lot of money and a, there's a gun involved. I don't know. I'm not even trying to say whose gun it is. I don't know any of that stuff. But what I am saying is I'm, I, I know that there probably somebody will come up with, well, this is why it's not a big deal because this, this, and this. But see – at this point, I, I just don't want to hear any more of that. We, th- this has just got to stop. I don't know what to do about it. Yes, you have the freedom to be out as late as you want and do what you want to. You don't have the freedom to do some of the things he's doing. And um, I just feel like he's so absent-minded uh, and so short-sighted. I, I'm like, come on. And maybe somebody will give me some good reason why why all this took place. But Lord knows. I, and I know we should all wait for the judgment of this. I mean, we're all learning from the Brandon Miller thing. Wait, wait and get all the facts. The New York Times could take a lesson in that. But these facts seem pretty doggone cut and dry. I'm going to wait. I'm not passing judgment right now. I'm not saying kick the guy off the team. None of that. not saying any of that. I'm just saying I would really appreciate going two weeks without hearing a story like this. Yeah, I think the frustrating thing for me is the timing of it. Uh, Alabama's had football players uh, get uh, in trouble 
with the law for a long time, going back to way before the internet, uh, you know, ever since the creation of a football team where you have 50, 60, 70 college age boys on, on a, on a football team, someone's going to get in trouble every year. If not more than one, this is not new. What's frustrating a little bit is the timing because we all know that the Brandon Miller story has consumed uh, Alabama and Alabama sports, uh, certainly since since that hearing in February. And, and Alabama's name drugged through the mud a lot, uh, certainly Brandon's. And, and we feel a lot of it's been unfair. And now this, which, which may or may not prove to be uh, – Maybe a little more cut and dried than the than the Brandon Miller case uh, in terms of uh, Tony Mitchell's uh, culpability here. Uh, we'll see, as as Luke smartly points out. Let's wait until all the facts come in. But the facts, as we know them right now, don't look very good, and uh, it, it's very frustrating based on the timing of things. And you know, Luke, it's it's I'm I'm assuming and speculating, but it's sort of easy to imagine that since the Brandon Miller situation, that Nick Saban has talked to the team in the team meeting room about being on their best behavior and not getting caught in those situations and how much it reflects on the school and the program, not just themselves. And you know that they've recently gotten these talks because of the Miller situation. That's what's even more frustrating. Then throw in NIL and that Tony Mitchell is, is being paid to play football at Alabama. Let's be honest what it, what it is between NIL money between Alston money, between cost of attendance. Tony Mitchell is paid uh, to play football at Alabama through those legal means. And uh, it's even more frustrating if he feels like he has to even further supplement it, it, the income with, with illegal monies, if that's what the case is. Uh, and we'll find out as the facts come in. Uh, but it, it's very frustrating to me, Luke, based on the timing of things. But let's also remember Coach Saban, uh, has been quite patient with his players and is definitely a believer in, in, in second and sometimes third chances. I wouldn't assume too much about his status with the team just yet. All right, buddy. That's our rapid reaction to a couple of big news stories today, but uh, we will be back with another podcast. We're going to cut one in the morning and then uh, we'll be back then. And then we'll be getting ready for Saturday. So until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.